Hey, good morning. Well, I say morning because this morning where I am, in fact, it's a little after 7.30 on June 13th. Where I am, it's a Saturday morning, and we're starting to roll a little bit, get things going, been reading God's Word and studying, and I wanted to take a minute or two uh, to talk to you this morning. If you've been following the podcast, you know that a couple weeks ago, I told you that I would, I, I am, not would, I am altering a little bit uh, about the way I do the podcast. I am making sure that I've heard from the Lord, that I have something to say to you that I believe God has given me. I'm doing that for a lot of reasons. One of the reasons I'm doing it is my newsfeed is being filled up with all kinds of people, with all kinds of things to say, and some of them are saying some great things and, and things you need to hear. Uh, yesterday, someone posted something that Dr. Tony Evans said. Uh, it, it, great word, great word. But in the midst of that, a lot of people are just playing. Suddenly they've discovered whatever medium it is and they can get things posted. And it just seems like there's so many voices. It's hard to uh, hard to get heard above the crowd. And so a couple of weeks ago, I just said, you know what? As much as I want to do this for our ministry, DK Ministries, as much as I want to share with you the things that God has laid upon my heart, I realized that I really need to be careful to make sure that I am sharing what God has shown me and not just what I think for the day or a personal opinion. I do not want to be one of those guys that people say, oh yeah, he's got personal opinions. I want to be able to take what's happening uh, today in, in current events and things, you know, trends and things we see in society. And, and I want to show you truth from God's word and I want to bring those together and I want to declare God's word to you and I want to explain uh, some things in light of the microscope or the telescope perhaps because sometimes we're so far away from God's word or well, God words God's word says to where we are and how we relate and I'd be amiss if I didn't tell you man today I could I you know really with so much going on if I had not started this new kind of uh rule I guess or whatever you want to measure it by, whatever you want to call it, I could make three or four podcasts today because the days are incredible. For example, I woke up to this morning uh, looking over the news, reading things that a Federal Reserve officer in the Chicago area, Chicago branch of the Federal Reserve, lost his job, lost his task, and you eagerly think, okay, finally, uh, some of these guys, some of these anarchists and things are being removed. No, 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 no. He lost his job, uh, or she, I, I think it was a he, a college professor, lost their position with the uh, Federal Reserve, not because of their disagreement with the anarchists, but because they, they, they weren't closely enough aligned with them, and they were turned in by another anarchist, a fellow college professor. And this is happening every, you know, almost by the hour, by the minute. Uh, media members are, are are turning on one another. Entertainers are turning on one another. I heard yesterday about, I didn't, I've never heard of them. Uh, they were from Canada, I believe, lost their job because they were not, quote unquote, woke enough. And um, they made a grave mistake and tried to claim, you know, who their friend was and uh, cost them their job and their kind of reality TV show. I never heard of it. Don't know that you can even catch it in America unless you have uh, the Canadian broadcasting system, perhaps. But then heard later that they also had a gig on uh, one of the uh, big broadcast networks, morning shows, and they lost that gig too. And uh, then I noticed that media members are turning media are turning entertainers in for not being, you know, woke enough, as the term is for a lot of people. And uh, I saw Rolling Stone. Can you imagine this Rolling Stone? If you ever looked at Rolling Stone years ago. Uh, I'll just tell you a story about Rolling Stone. Years ago, I was in a class, and and the professor said, you need to uh, get Rolling Stone and see what kids are being taught through their music. 
And so I did, and uh, you know, I I didn't find a lot of um, surprises there because I, I I had at the time I was kind of aware of, of of the music. I was younger. I have to be honest with you now. I'm not really too aware of what's in a lot of country music today, rap music today, uh, or, or even uh, especially the new country music things like that. I'm an old rock and roll guy, and not all those songs are pure. I know that, but you know what they're talking about. I also say this, a lot of the old rock and roll songs that people have come back and say, well, this had to do with that, and that had to do with that. When we sang them back in the 60s and 70s, that's not what we were thinking about. We just kind of liked this song. And and, and so uh, I've realized then, and I realize now, that um, a lot of people are listening to music that are planting seeds in their lives, and those seeds eventually get a harvest. And Rolling Stones did have the lyrics, and I can't tell you, with songs I did, I, I looked at and read, and I was, I was, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a teaching opportunity that time, and I don't know that they still do this, so don't go out by Rolling Stone, especially now, I wouldn't want to support them per se because of some of the things that they were doing, but it's, back then they published lyrics in in their paper, and they may still do, I don't know, but anyway, some of the lyrics were really quite eye opening, and so um, they yesterday or it, what would have been yesterday, in, in as I make this broadcast. They published about people who needed to lose their job. Uh, there was somebody on, on one of NBC's famous shows that uh, people were coming out against. It is crazy. It is a lot of people turning on a lot of people in the same group. You're not radical enough. And um, for people like me, and I am a law and order guy, um, we are living in the shadow of what happened uh, to George Floyd. What a tragedy, what a murder. Uh, clearly now everything it seems to be out it's a murder no, what the motives were I don't I still don't know you read one thing and it says this and another thing it says that but it was apparently murder was it intentional I don't know I can't say I don't know Mr. Chauvin I don't know was it hard or mine who put his knee on that man's neck why he did that why those fellow officers participated somewhat in holding him down now uh, I, I don't know so don't come to me and say you're not sensitive I'm pretty sensitive to this you know a man lost his life Shouldn't have. But I'm going to tell you something. This judging all police by that one action is a mistake. Defunding the police is a mistake. Well, I don't want to get off too much, but I'm going to let you know I come down and support the police. Uh, But it's just a crazy world. The NFL now uh, is going to allow and even encouraging protesting and leading with the flag. NASCAR has come out and made some some new rules, and I have to laugh. I know so many people that are NASCAR fans, and when the NFL was struggling with their kneeling with the anthem, oh, you'll never see that NASCAR. Well, now you not only have it, you have it encouraged, and they are taking away from their cars the ability to have the Confederate flag. Even though uh, poll after poll after poll says to Southerners that it's not a symbol of racism, it is a symbol of Southern, Southern pride. Now, listen. I'm proud to be American, but most people, most people I know, have also don't have that American pride. I have to be honest with you. Most people I know are proud to be Americans, but they're also proud to be where they're from. They're proud to be from the South or from the East or the West or the North or whatever. Uh, they're proud to be uh, from what's called flyover country. I've heard many of people in interviews is, well, I live in flyover country, you know, places that uh, the liberal elite stay away from, apparently. And uh, so a lot of people have pride in, in the Confederate flag for a lot of folks. It become a symbol of that. The problem today is it doesn't matter what the symbol is today. What matters is one point in time and place, whether or not it made people unhappy. And so they're trying to eradicate it, move it out. We're taking down statues of and defacing statues. Uh, 
they defaced the other day the Lincoln Memorial, the guy who, uh, the guy who who really single-handedly moved this nation in many ways, not all the ways. You have to go back and read the history if you can find it. But anyway, he eventually helped this country deal with his safe slave problem. Perfect? No, no, nothing. Man does is perfect. Uh, totally understandable. Yes, slavery was wrong. It was bad. It was it was horrible. But yet, no one today, and I've seen this many times, not original with me, the points often made, no one today, you know, no one born in America today has ever owned slaves or is a slave owner or, or you know, as the thing goes. And uh, I have to be honest with you, I was raised in the South. My granddaddy grew cotton. I picked cotton and things like that. And, and um, a lot of a lot of things that have happened are just crazy in our society. See, Brother Danny, you better watch it and get in trouble. You know what? That's the problem right now. We got places being quiet. It has become clear the last few hours, last 24, 48 hours, that in our silence as people who believe in certain values in this country, that all lives matter, for example, that babies have a right to life, and so do the elderly have a right to live, that uh, we do not need to take the money from working citizens simply to fund those who will not work. By the way, if you haven't looked uh, these people who are rioting and looting, I'm not, I'm not including the protesters. It's hard to tell the difference and it's hard to uh, keep it separate. But if you're looking at those rioters and looters, and it doesn't take long if you're a working person to understand they are not. Because nobody has that kind of time off or can do that kind of stuff uh, who has a job. So anyway, in the midst of all this, with all the craziness happening, uh, many people I know and who feel similar to the way I feel, have begun to shake their head. And so yesterday morning, and, and I wrote a rather long post. Uh, it's going to be a chapter in my book, my work, I, I thought for the day. But I really felt like I had not given an opportunity to speak to people as it is spoken to me. Yesterday, my daily Bible reading took me to Second Corinthians chapter 4, beginning of verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we receive mercy... We do not lose heart. If ever there was a chapter written for this day, it is 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And honestly, when I opened my Bible yesterday morning, I didn't expect to find that. I remind you that my goal is, in that particular case is not to explain all the deep things of God to, to people or answer all the questions that can be raised about a text. My goal is simple. I want to encourage people to read God's Word. I want to help people read the entire Word of God. So I provide a list of readings and it can be found nowhere else. I come up with them. And then I provide a thought for the day. A thought may or may not spring from the passage we read. It may simply be something that God has placed on my heart and my mind that day. My goal every day is to give people something to think about, at least for a little while. And my prayer is that it helps you for that day if you read it, when you read it, when you get a chance to read it. Anyway, my, my hope, my prayer is that we focus on something godly every day. As I wrote yesterday and as I write today, our nation is fighting two widely publicized tragedies. The first one's a pandemic that has claimed over 100,000 lives. For the longest time, I could have given you an exact up-to-the-moment number of how many people have died due to this pandemic. But that number has, well, it's been replaced. People who were making sure every few minutes they were quoting how many people have died are no longer saying. In fact, I listened yesterday to the news with the extent, and, and still the answer is over 100,000 people have died. No exact number because it's not as important as it once was because of the second tragedy that's happened in our nation. 
and those who once loved to broadcast information about the pandemic over and over again allow that information to drop from the headlines. The result has been the first tragedy has somewhat been allowed to slip behind the scenes because the second tra- tragedy has become well, it's become more beneficial to them and has given them more traction. It's clear uh, the, to those who look at what is happening that the political gamemanship the media was, and by the way is playing, was beginning to fade. Now I say that because this morning, all of a sudden, there is news about the pandemic and about taking precautions. But for the time at least, they grabbed a hold of the second tragedy and pushed the first one to the background. And indeed, as was the case with the first one, the second one was a real personal tragedy. In case you've been asleep since the end of May and you haven't heard about this second tragedy, it involved the death of a citizen in police custody. Listen, it is a horrible thing. The video was made is so often today. I, I often say, if you don't want it seen or don't want to know, don't do it in today's world because somebody's always got their video camera out. I don't exactly understand why uh, people will video things instead of taking a stand or intervening or doing anything. But anyway, on Memorial Day, if I remember right, a citizen, due to some actions by a man, a man who happened to carry a badge, a man who did everything that law enforcement says you shouldn't do. Every law enforcement official, in fact, I have heard since that day, have said not only was that illegal to do, that was murder. And for a moment, it seemed that in a peaceful way, uh, that some needed reforms, and I'll put that in quotation mark because I don't know what they are. I know that we shouldn't be killing our citizens on the street with our knee on their neck. Uh, but the word was, it looked like, uh, some needed reforms would took place in the way law enforcement officials dealt with people they were trying to subdue, all to do this horrible event. It really looked like that, quote-unquote, something good was going to come out of that because people were coming together, all sides. It didn't matter, liberal, conservative, uh, no, no political opinion at all. All sides seemed to agree that this had to be addressed and that we couldn't have this. But that was not good enough for the media are the pot stirrers of the moment. Soon we had protests, a number of them peaceful, but a number of them turned into riots. And the result has been others being killed, cities being burned. And yes, whether we like to admit it or not, racial tensions, racial tensions being inflamed. The media has kept the story going. Some politicians have seized the moment to attack things in people that they do not like and destroy things that they have determined are racist. Well, really, really, the truth is, in many cases, they've decided to destroy things that do not fit into their way of thinking how things ought to be. The scale used to measure how things are seen seems to be, well, whatever is useful at the moment. It is their whoever they are is their self-determined measurement, and so no matter what individual or group they name, if he or she or they don't measure up to their standards, they should be erased from sight and earshot. Oh, I forgot in the middle of this, a number of people have lost their jobs, as I said earlier, as they were determined to be unacceptable due to, well, no one is exactly sure at times what horrible thing these individuals did. Right now, I have no interest in defending or attacking them. I simply don't know, can't find out. Enough about what happened to even comment. 
as the media reports it has happened and then moves on, don't really give a full explanation because the times that they have explained what happened and why it happened, it really makes these, well, social disturbers look bad, hypocritical. Sadly, lives have been lost in this. In this, Tragically, businesses have been destroyed and communities have been ravaged. And well, if you've lived through it and looked at it, then you know that all stops have been taken out. Well, it's not always stated publicly. The clear goal for many is not to right a wrong or fix a problem. <laughs> the clear goal is to destroy a man that is living and serving at this moment in the nation's highest office. It is being attacked every day on every corner from well-known to never-known individuals or never-heard-of individuals. And it is true. They've given everybody they can to glom on and complain about, well, the orange-haired man, as they call him. In the wake of this mess, ministries have been deeply affected. And this is where we come in today. We have this ministry, this service, these things we do for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, these things we ought to be doing. And while the times are difficult and the times are hard to understand, we should not, we must not, we cannot lose hope. But in the wake of this in the wake of this mess in society, ministries have been deeply affected. In fact, many churches still aren't open because of the pandemic. And, and so those who want to recreate society and their desired image have been successful in closing doors to the church. In many churches, it is discovered, no matter what people said, have had to stop ministering because of the closed doors. Listening, not in my part of the country. Now, I live in the South, and most of our churches and many of our guys have found ways to carry on. But apparently many churches have not, and they're still being clamped down. The day, the day before I wrote this, I, and before I decided to put this together, I read of a church that was referred to in the article I read as a mega church that had its leases for the use of buildings canceled with schools and their community ministry stopped. Gosh, what did they do? What happened? Well, uh, ministries many use to help communities communities that need them, communities that often suffer because they do not have these type of things, those ministries have been stopped as well. And they, they were stopped all because one person complained about a tweet. The pastor of the church apparently gave a thumbs up to. Now, I don't fool with Twitter. I don't know a lot about Twitter. Well, a little bit I know is not positive. And the things I've seen it do is it did positive. And I know the President of the United States loved Twitter it's one of the things him and I disagree about. But we'll disagree to eternity. I don't judge him because of it like so many do. But I don't really like the use of Twitter. So I cannot say it works. I know that often works negatively. But beyond that, I'm not in a position to explain it. But this one person complained about this pastor liking what she or he called to be a conservative tweet. And by their standard, that one person who complained said, such things or agree with such things is insensitive. In other words, this guy didn't, this pastor, he didn't criticize anybody. He, didn't he just liked something that was said. No, that the tweet wasn't included, but apparently it wasn't something, well, it wasn't something that would have been a year ago, two days, you know, two months ago. And probably today for many of us, it wouldn't have been something thought unacceptable. So this church has lost its lease on places people gathered to hold services and a community that was meant to be ministered to in the form of a health clinic run by this church, as well as other ministries are no longer being ministered in those ways. Till I read this, read this article, I never heard of this church, but 
in the description of the church, while there was no attempt to show this church in a positive light, in fact, just the opposite, it was clear that they had done and are doing it and hopefully will continue to do a good job of reaching all kinds of folks from all kinds of backgrounds. But now, and I saw another article later, now they're not allowed, their ministry has been questioned and attacked. They're not allowed to minister. Everything that has to be approved by a local official, everything has to be licensed and granted permission to do things that are needed and helpful by a community have been closed down. Yes, when I was young, this was called cutting your nose off to spite your face. But sadly, it is now referred to as par for the course. In other ways, in other words, that is simply the way it goes. By the way, I thanks if you're still listening, and I know that we must quit speaking soon, as there will be no one listening if I don't. It's getting that time where people say, okay, I've had enough of that. So just let me say this. Just let me give you a reminder. Paul said, since we have this ministry, this service, this thing we do for God, as we have received mercy, uh, do not lose heart. For those who thought this was going to be a big complaint about society and what's going on, it's not. It's a reminder that you and I, as a people of God, must continue and not be discouraged and not lose heart about the things that we should do, ought to do, because what Jesus has done in us. This passage serves as a reminder for the body of Christ not to lose heart, but to keep on ministering, even when we find ourselves being judged, criticized, or complained about by people who really have no clue what we are trying to do. So today, no matter what the news is, no matter what's, what is being attacked in some places replaced or torn down, do not lose heart by the power of God and the grace of God and the authority of God. Carry out your ministry, what you're supposed to do. Well, that's it for today. I hope that this has helped you. Or I hope this has spoken to you. I hope if you've lost heart that you'll go back and read that passage and gain hope. Continue to do everything you can for the glory of God. No, I don't know where we're going in a societal way. I'm worried. I'm concerned as many of you are. I'm hoping that cooler heads will prevail and wiser people will be listened to. I do know that society is trying very hard not to listen to people of faith. Very hard, especially the Christian belief. But I also know that God is greater than that and he can work in and in spite of what people are doing. So I pray that you'll not lose heart and you'll look to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. God bless you. We love you. Thanks for listening. Let us hear from you. DSPreacherMan at gmail.com All our case. Remember today, find a way to focus on something godly and help people. And as I said earlier, I do believe we must see, we must understand that truly all lives matter. They've always mattered. Yes, there were times that people didn't understand that or acted like that wasn't true. But listen, all lives matter because life is a gift from God. God bless you. See you next time.